Good evening, everyone. Well, good evening. Is that appropriate? Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Whenever you listen, what's going on, guys? Well, well, well if we're a church service, good oh, morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're, well we're, um, we're, unless you're doing like a night service. Oh my God, are we a night service? <laughs> I guess we could be a night service. Let's be a night service. Let's yeah, be a night tonight, service. A night we're service. night service. Okay. Good afternoon, everyone. And good evening, saints. Yes. And and ain'ts. If this is your first time, uh, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Churchish. I am Boom, and I'm Dan. And uh, we're gonna get this service started off with a scripture. And today's scripture comes from Malachi three verses ten through twelve. And mm. I will be reading from the Amplified version. All right. And it reads, bring all the tithes, the tenth, into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house and test me now in this. Says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you mm. so great a blessing unto, until there is no more room to receive it, then I will rebuke the devourer, insects, plague, for your sake, and he will not destroy the fruits of the ground, nor will your vine in the field drop its grapes before harvest, My says God. the Lord of hosts. All nations shall call you happy and blessed, for you shall be a land of delight, says the Lord of hosts. Yes, sir. And we're going to get this service started this evening with a little bit of praise and worship and just get this music segment going. Yes. Um, uh, a lot has been popping in the music department. Um, Meg the Stallion just recently dropped. Yeah, let's let's go project. ahead with, with Fever. What yeah. you what you think of a Fever? Um, there were a lot of tracks that I liked. Uh, I think for me, I like what Meg the Stallion represents as far as like the person and maybe like you know maybe how like a lot of single women can relate to her kind of. But for me personally, I feel like she's kind of rough around the edges. Um, my what do you mean? What do you mean? Rough around the edges. Um, I felt like Fever was just really hood for me which don't get me wrong like i'm I, I love i love trap i love you know hood music. do you think that's because she's a girl no i don't even think it's because she's a girl okay, i think okay. i think it's more or less just because it was really raunchy like everything i feel like i feel like fever was very over sexualized and Go ahead. there's nothing Go wrong ahead. with Go you ahead. being confident in your sexuality i mean she's known as a figure who is confident in who she is her figure you know her sexual orientation what she does with that but i feel like it was so much like you know talking about head and other stuff and i just kind of feel like it was to a certain degree a bit much for this to be your first album you know what i'm saying like well well her first album um because you know she did like mixtapes and stuff before that um but yeah for this to be like your first like project on apple music like as far as um because you know it wasn't an album right really because a lot no, of people were saying it's not, so it's it, so it, it is, is a, it's not an album well for this to be her first real publicized mixtape i think it was like like one that had like heavy promotion and all that i feel like it was just it wasn't a good introduction to people who had never heard of her i would disagree really you think so i would disagree i think there there are a couple of good tracks on there that you can just like listen to like i mean that track with the baby is good cash ish yeah 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 that joint bumps that that joint definitely bumps realer bumps and simon says it's pretty cool i was gonna say i feel like her features were really good i 
Even her, the girl, the girl can rap. The girl is a nice rap. Like oh, she yeah, can I rap. Mean, like I mean, I'm, not, no, I'm not. No, no one's taking that away. Oh yeah, at all. most definitely. And you can tell she writes her own stuff too. Like, and that could, is to be appreciated. That you could tell she's writing what she's saying, and she's coming in, and she's giving you. Look, I'm Megan. This is what Megan has to say. This is how Megan feels. And she's giving. I you can't bars. take. Yeah, I can't take anything away from that. But I do relate to you on the the sexualized aspect of it. I I kind of find myself kind of tuning out. Um. But I think that's just in general for me. I don't like to listen to over-sexualized music sometimes. I like agree. I, I'll listen to it, and then there's there's only a certain extent, because I do believe in feeding your spirit, and I don't want to feed, like, I don't want to just hear that, like, too much. Like, so some of her tracks, for that reason, don't have a lot of replayabil- replayability yeah. for me. Not that it's a bad track or not that i have anything against her being the sexual being that she is and wanting to talk about whatever she wants to talk about i mean why because i see it from two spectrums i see her giving a voice for the women you know kind of like how cardi was kind of like how city girls is like if that's your arena like I, i see you doing that and i respect it don't even have a problem with it but i do say in the same breath if she wants to be taken seriously, like, cause I mean, think about it. Mm-hmm. No, no listen, listen. Okay. Okay. Hear me out. The rappers we take seriously, like Nikki, you know, and do we, we, we still take Nikki seriously, okay. you know, Okay. or we have in the past, you know, little Kim, you got Remy Ma, you got, you know, these, these other female rappers, but who, it don't matter pave the way for rappers like her. It don't matter what's going on with them. As long as they're spitting bars to us sometimes. So as long as I feel like as long as Meg comes spitting bars, sometimes you just got to listen to what Meg is saying. True. She starts cash ish off and is like, oh, wait, like. Like, have you listened to the beginning where she's saying like she's she's dropping bars, she's dropping bars. So I'm not I'm not I don't I feel like as long as she continues to drop bars, it's not really going to matter as much because Cardi's kind of like that, too. Cardi can be a little sexualized. Yeah. And Cardi Cardi can, can get a little raunchy. Yeah. She can get a little raunchy. and You'd be like, OK, Cardi. But Turn it back. <laughs> it, I think Megan did it more so over a whole mixtape. It's more so than Cardi. Cardi will have like a whole thing, and a whole project, and it will talk about more things more so. But on Megan's project, she's going to talk about sex at least once on every track. I was going to say, like, even with Cardi, like, if you compare uh, Invasion of Privacy to Fever. I don't really want to compare them because they're too... They're, two totally different types of well, no, well, no, go I'm, ahead go I'm, ahead just yeah, yeah I, just I'm, com- I'm comparing it just to kind of show the difference cardi definitely had those hard trap tracks you know yes you know like the track with the migos but then you know she also had ring with kaylani and you know had had some smooth tracks on there too i feel like meg just gave us it was push 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 the entire album like i can see that yeah I it was it that. was just hard I and that. i think we live in a generation where we you know we we love we love the hardcore stuff but everybody's soft underneath and you know sometimes you just want a track you can ride on like you know i can turn up to the migos but you know sometimes i want a little john legend you know you 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 want a good balance especially with an artist you know who has such influence like she does you kind of want to hear is she only a one-dimensional artist or is she versatile you know as far as like she can she can give you this hard trap and she can also give you a smooth track okay I would like to see that. Yeah. I agree. I would like to see that. 
Um, it sounds like you would like more of like a DJ Khaled. I feel. Yeah. Speaking of DJ Khaled, hey, that album he just put out, bangers, banger. I mean, DJ Khaled is like the summertime mixtape you used to make for your friends where you just yes. used to get different artists and put them together except that he's making these tracks and putting like different artists but on it's them. so crazy because like when he promotes he promotes heavy going into you know are the drake vocals in yet you know like he he'll he had gunna and wayne on one song he had meek mill and Lil baby on a song then he had Lil baby chris brown um you know, and then he even brought Nipsey and John Legend together. That was a very nice It was track. a very well done song. Very and I think for anybody to have had that, I'm glad that he had that. You know, and it, it, it was really, the whole album, top to bottom, you know, Father of Assad was just done very nicely. He stands for his son, by the way. Like Right. I mean, if you really think about it, he's setting Assad up. Because these albums are doing numbers. And DJ, uh, DJ Khaled and Assad. <laughs> DJ Assad. <laughs> DJ Assad. He's, he's going to take over, you know. That's fair. Yeah, so his name is Cali Khaled. Who? DJ Khaled. I don't know. That's okay. Whatever. It is. I, I've enjoyed what I've listened to so far. I don't think I did a full listen through. Um, I'll go back for that. I'll, I'll, I'll go back for that. Um, did you see the Old Town Road visual? Yes, I did. Uh, Little Nas X is. I stand for him, and I, I do too. And I, I really, and I, I really and I, do. And I stand for him because of the fact of. This man is building a brand off of one song. Did like the the deal he has with Wrangler. He has a deal with Snapple. He has a deal like with uh 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 uh, uh like he's having his own hat. If they made. make him a Gucci a Gucci hat, I think I think I think that's in the works though. But that's a, but that's the thing. Like I don't even follow him on Twitter, but he's I always do. on I my do. feed. I don't follow him, but he, uh, it's he's probably on my me feed. retweeting him. <laughs> Um, no. Did you see the video of him performing for the kids? Yes, and and he's even got notoriety off of that. Like he's been on talk shows, he's doing radio interviews. <laughs> Sorry, guys, <clears throat> long day, but um, but yeah, he's it's been, night service. It's okay. Yeah, he's been doing work uh, from a promotion standpoint, and people are talking about oh, he's gonna be a one hit wonder, and I think he's okay with that. Like Old Town Road is going, it it is. Double platinum I, right now, and it it has the potential he, to continue to do that. He's breaking Drake's record, right? And that's what I'm saying. Like, for something to have caught this this type of fire this fast, and it's content. Like, you would expect it to die down, but the crazy part is, it's, it's summertime not. and it's about to crank oh right my back God. up. Like, I was at work and they played the song at my job, and that's how I know because they only play like white hits to a certain extent. I mean, for those of you who don't know we are african-american but um but yeah for you know at my job they only play white smooth rock stuff like that and old town road came on and the customers were going crazy and um i just think for him to be as influential as he is right now if his album when it drops has other songs on there that are really good He's 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 done. He's solidified. He's cemented. He's already cemented. I feel like you cannot. He's he's already like. If he left the game with this one song, he's already done enough. And I feel like he'll he'll forever get streams off. He'll forever get streams off his songs. He'll forever for he'll he'll forever get deals from this song. Like it's gonna go in movies. It's gonna go in video games. It's right. gonna go any like, type of country this, western or this, this or song long trip. Right. This song is going to be used for the rest of like 
his life, I feel like. I feel like it's I, that type I of song. I could see them putting it in Toy I, Story 4. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could I could see like Woody like riding Right, riding a horse I down the road. Name. Uh Bullseye. Yeah. Bullseye. Yeah. So yeah, there's just there's just I, I'm I, I'm really a little Nas X fan. I love his Twitter. Um and you know his you, Twitter is great. You know you know that that you're entering another realm as far as notoriety when kids and older people know your song like there are grown old men that work at my job that sing that song and it's so catchy like you know that i want to take my horse to the old town road like you know people sing it you hear it on the radio all the time it's catchy Indeed. you know that can't nobody tell me nothing, nothing. right like tell me nothing right and then on top of that you know when he brought he brought in billy ray cyrus like that <laughs> that opened him up to another demographic straight up and i think that that was a great did idea you, did you see the car he bought for billy yes the maserati sports yes. car yes not do I think that was a wise financial decision? Maybe not. But I, I mean, think honestly, I think the money he's making off Old Town Road, maybe, maybe he he can afford it. Maybe and he's I, doing he, some investing as think well. Think about think about think about what him putting Billy on that song did for him. Just think about that. So and think about the bag that he's setting up. I think he's working some things out. But I, I think I think to pay it forward to Billy Ray Cyrus, depending on what comes after this, right. may not have been. It's not a bad move. It's not a bad move. That's what I'll say. True. We didn't even talk about the visual. We just spent our time talking about Old Town Road in general. <laughs> but I love the visual. Yeah, I, too I mean, love the, I mean the visual is good. I mean, he he brought in a lot of people for ha -ha that. Ha Ha Davis. Right. Chris uh, Rock. Chris Rock. Right. Um, it's escaping my mind. Um, old girl. Old girl. Old girl. Old girl what? Uh, Rico Nasty. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When they were dancing, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was just so many good things in there. Like, it was a great visual to watch. Like, it was, it was just, it was, it was really good. Like, I just couldn't, I, I don't know. Like, I just couldn't do anything else but stand. Like, right. It had, it had, the visual had a very good appeal. I think it was well thought out. I think that it has, change the way that hip-hop is going to do music as far as you know being able to cross into different genres which the only thing that frustrates me about this is that they will not call it a country song like they're standing by that and they're an idiot at this point and that's they're, what's crazy they, because because as mad as you are about not calling this a country song every time you do that you're contributing more so to his bag you very, you, very you, much so you because you'll listen to it but you you don't want it to be called a country song because country is a caucasian they um, don't i don't yeah. demographic you know I, I, and I don't i don't think they want to nominate him for like any awards off that thing oh, about, they, they think about think about beyonce and daddy lessons like they didn't want to give her that right they not, not maybe it wasn't the best i don't listen to country music like that like i, I don't even like country music to be quite honest but i mean I maybe they stories man ugh. It really depends on what it is. I just, I have a very, I'll say what this, and who I have is. a very low tolerance for country music to just pick it up and listen to it more so than like hip hop. You know how sometimes you pick up hip hop music and you're like, oh, I like this, but I, I didn't like this. I, but yeah. you give it a, a solid chance. I'm not that patient with country music, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. So they don't want to, they don't want to give him any credit for that. But you doing that was the very thing that contributed to his bag. You doing that was the very thing that made him 
world, world, world famous. And the thing is, like, more artists are going to come and try to cross over into that country genre. And I don't I don't think that's an issue. I think that that actually is going to um, start a new wave for hip hop music, you know, incorporating country or incorporating collabs with country artists in order to appeal to different markets. Like, I, I really feel like from a business standpoint, that's going to be a really good direction to move into. Yeah, indeed. Well, I wanted to touch on the baby real quick. Is it you talking about the baby's music or are you talking about the baby? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, I want to say for me, you know, everybody knows I'm a Gunna fan. Probably always will be. But uh, the baby is actually really working hard. Like, I think it's safe to say he may be the hardest working man in hip hop right now. And he's mm-hmm. and he's building his brand off of his Instagram, which is crazy because a lot of artists do it, but like he's building his brand off of his Instagram. Social media is a tool nowadays, like never before. But go ahead. And um, I wanted to talk about Cam Colehart, but if we're gonna do that, we can hold that. Um, I also would like to shout out Jay for being the first billionaire. Yes, I, s- I saw something about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to talk about any music or anything that you're listening to in particular? Uh, really? I mean, as of late, like I haven't been in my hip hop bag like that. I mean, of it course, don't have to be hip hop. Just what yeah. you're listening to. Are you listening um, to any worship music? Any, yes, I am. What do you listen um, to? Let's try to give Todd a chance. Like, you know, like, are you talking about live in South Africa or whatever yes, it is? Yes. Oh, that's an Israel album. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> Well, no, you, you know. To uh, Africa with love. Yeah, to Africa with love, yeah. Uh, I've been listening to that. I've been listening to a lot of Travis Green, just in general. Just old Travis, new Travis. Travis has bops. Uh, Tasha Coffs just did a uh, Tiny Desk dropping soon. Okay. I'm okay. very interested to see how that sounded. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because some people have said, which kind of surprises me, like Tasha Coffs isn't good live, but I've seen her live. Who had the audacity to say that she's not good live? Um, it was a couple of my friends from church. I I don't want to name drop per se, but you don't have to. But I'm but yeah, like they were saying, like she was good when we saw her live. But you know, people always refer to the video when she was singing. Um, don't say here as in heaven. Yes, when she was flat, like and and I think the only people who would really understand that are, are true musicians. singers, musicians and singers. You know, because you don't know if she was sick, you don't know what she was going through. You know, especially Here's in Heaven, Here's her, in heaven her is. rendition is not an easy song to do. Absolutely not. And, Absolutely you know, not. for her to even be in, in the realm of hitting those notes is good. You know, I don't I think mean, Here's in Heaven is a song, an easy song in general. I don't think that song is easy for Chris Brown. Oh, it's not. Chris Brown is a worship leader. I would just like to point that out. Now. Yeah, we're not talking do your about home, no, Do your homework. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. But I think Tasha Cobb's. Leonard, sorry, gotta put some yeah, respect on that. Put some name. respect on it. Right. I think that she's great live. I I think she does her best work live. Yes. Cause I don't ever want I me personally, <laughs> I don't ever want another studio Tasha Cobb's album. I don't ever want I want I don't hate the studio recorded albums. I don't hate it because it's quote unquote studio live. So it's a little more bearable. But I don't ever want another studio album. And that's not fair to to say for an artist either, but I'm sorry. I just I just prefer Tasha Cobb's live. Like I I do too, and um, I like Todd Delaney live. 
I I hate hearing recorded worship and maybe it's because that's not to say that the atmosphere can't be set in a studio recording session but i will say like it's something about hearing people worship live and hearing the spontaneous worship that comes from hearing the people right you know because that because that sets a tone that sets an atmosphere for you where you are you know you may not physically have been at the recording but you can still feel the anointing like uh um um all nations that live recording they did kill you know, like you can feel it in the Isaiah song. Ooh, every time I hear, you know, who had a really good live. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, every time I hear it, like I feel the worship. Like I, I feel maybe a little bit of what was actually in the place. You know. Oh, absolutely. You know who I oh who I felt like that William McDowell. He had a very good. Uh, William Murphy has good live stuff too. Yeah, William McDowell. Um, his the project that I'm specifically referring to, where like you could just feel like it just felt different. Arise. What was on Arise? Never going back. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a banger. That joint. Yeah, the way you got you are God alone on there. I belong to you. Uh, I surrender all slash we say yes. I surrender to you. Um, well, not that track, but uh, it's the beginning of that. Oh. All I want is you. Place of worship. Yeah, that that's that's one of my favorite albums. Um, him. what Todd Delaney album? Because I was gonna. Your great name is my favorite Todd Delaney album for in terms uh, of live. I would say the one before that. Oh wait, 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 wait. But okay, that's this Todd. Todd is a hard mash. Uh, it's a hard. It's a hard one to do because uh, your great name. Okay, you look at uh, what was the other album called? A Worshipper's Heart. You look up A Worshipper's Heart. You got your great name. You got Stand Forever. You got King of Glory. You got the live version of Pulling Me Through. I don't really care for Fall in Love Again, to be completely honest. Fall in Love Again was a Fall in Love Again was a jam. Fall in love. Actually, I think I do think I like A Worshipper's Heart better. I mean, cause think about because it. That had that had dance in the rain, mm-hmm. free worshiper, the, the anthem, anthem, okay, fall on us, yes, the, the greater, uh, greater is a greater is um, right. I like unchurched too. If they give me a chance, I only want to make it to the altar to see the man. I, yeah, that's a that's a great yeah, one. It's, it's the a victory, nice song. The victory belongs to Jesus. To Jesus. Uh, worship you forever. Uh, worship you extended worship you holy oh, no, fire i can just listen to those three alone Ooh. those three when he hits consuming <laughs> fire <laughs> yeah sing it now now oh, right when he, hits, when he hits consuming fire i'm good i'm good consuming okay fire. and then yeah 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 jesus christ okay um but yeah i guess but i will say your great name has some good ones too yes i think okay here's the difference your great name is more wholesome as a track from a track perspective, track by track. Because it, it's it's not overdone. I feel like it was a good balance of musicality and vocal performance. I feel well, I like mean, I mean, I even th- even though that's ministry, but I'm I'm saying if we're critique, if we're critiquing it as a piece of work, I think he did a lot of cuts on a worshiper's heart. So like he did some just spontaneous flowing, which was great, and he couldn't just use the whole thing, and he had to cut it. Of course, because I mean, because there, uh, there are some tracks on there that you know are studio recorded, and then there are some tracks on there that were live, like "The Victory Belongs to Jesus," "The Consuming Fire," 
um dance in the rain was live all that's live Unchurched wasn't um oh yeah no yeah and there were some other songs on a worshiper's heart that were recorded but i think that was a good balance of both yes so sorry but i'm sorry yes that that's what i'm on that's what i've been listening to just okay delving into the classics and Uh, also trying to give the new stuff a chance as well okay that yeah what have i been listening to um I have been on a positive vibe. I've, I made a positive playlist, and it's just good vibes some, only. Yeah, some some music. <laughs> we got uh, we got lovely day on there. Um, we got the moves like Jagger. We got we got some we got some the baby on there. We got a bunch of stuff. So it's just just some good vibes, some positivity going. You know, sounds good to, to just keep keep you going throughout the day. Nothing nothing. Just good vibes. That's all. That's all. I don't. I don't really got anything else to say. And then I got my worship stuff going on too, occasionally and stuff, you know. But yeah. So I mean, that will conclude praise and worship. Um, we would like to welcome all of our first-time visitors. If uh you are here for the first time, can you please stand and tell us briefly who you are and where you come from? Um, thank you for that. I know we could not hear you, but um, yes. So. But we would like to tell you a little bit about ourselves. We are the Churchish Podcast, and yes, um, we just want to be kind of like a source of positivity. If you are Christian, if you're not Christian, we want to be uh, something that you can come to and just listen to. You don't have to get like no negative. Like like it's just it's just it's just something positive that you can listen to. It's not it's not meant to like. I don't know how to exactly put it. How would what would you like to say, Dan? I want to say that when you listen to this, hopefully, uh, you, you find joy. Yeah, in, you get some. That's yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think I think you know we don't want to talk your ear off, but we're we're bringing you joy, bringing inspiration, bringing laughter, bringing knowledge, putting you on music, putting you on game. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, and, you want to receive it, but we we want to do our part as the host of this podcast and hopefully we're we're maybe inspiring you to look into doing your own podcast or or just bringing a little sunlight into your day or even even into looking into jesus like if you don't know him like we just want to be we want to be a light like even if you just come here to listen to us talk about trash topics it's perfectly fine like we're not we're not offended by that like but we hope that you can at least listen to our perspective too and gain something from it like we're not we're not here to like stir up the pot and like make people angry but we really just want to share how we feel about some things and just be a source of light and joy in the community and the world and yeah that's that's what this is about so we welcome you once we welcome you twice we welcome you three times in the name of jesus christ yeah okay so uh let's get into these church announcements let's do it so um i would like to start off with my riddle Oh, this is the one I wanted to do. Okay. Okay. And I know what I know what the first answer you're gonna say is. Go ahead. Which Bible character had no parents? No parents. Moses. No, that's not what I thought you were gonna say first, but no. You're close. Um uh uh Sure, it's not Moses. Yes, I'm sure it's not Moses. 
Um, trying to think. Okay, it's not Moses. This is a biblical character. Popular or not popular? It's very popular in my personal opinion. Jesus had a mama, so he had a Mary and Joseph, and God was his spiritual father. Um, Everybody came from someone, so somebody would have to have a a mother and a father. Are you sure? Yeah. Positive? Yeah. Just make one final guess. Um, think outside the box. You were close with Moses. Um, Bible character. Aaron? No. Okay. The answer is Joshua, the son of Nun. You're lame. <laughs> and that comes from Joshua 1 and 1, everyone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, um, yes. Yeah, so You want to explain that to them so that other people can understand? The son of Nun. That's his the, the parents. Yeah, Nun. Joshua, the son of Nun. Right. Read your Bible, Joshua 1 and 1. Who, had, you, who had no parents? Yes. You get it? Nun. Yeah. The son of Nun. I get it. Yes. I'm sick. Being your word, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um okay so uh do weekend updates life updates what's going on what's the latest 411 what has everyone been talking about what's the like uh so I'll just give you a little scoop um yeah life has been going pretty good um just working back in school trying to get the certification um getting life together uh god has been doing some rebuilding in me and uh definitely feel like i'm getting back to the place that god wants me to be um it's been a lot of growth a lot of growth um working two jobs which my second job we're gonna dive into a little bit later um but yeah i've just been holding on that's it um yeah definitely had had my faith tested definitely went through a hard period but uh God definitely brought me through and I, I feel like I'm seeing the brighter side of things. Amen. Um, I don't really have much. Well, I, I'm not going to say that. Um, some things are going very well for me. I feel like, um, there's some things in the work. I don't want to announce everything just yet, but, um, it's wisdom like, it. um, yeah, like I'm feeling really good about like what's happening. There's some changes in the work and you know, um, that yeah. I'm very, very excited about, um, I'm just seeing God move in different things, different areas. And um, I am allowing him to do not only a work in me, but a work through me. I like it. Um, And yeah, you know, just. Just taking time to really 
submit to him and really hear what he's saying and where I should be going and the directions that I should be taking right now. But life is really well, well like life is really going well right now. I can't complain even like when things aren't going well, like things are going well. I the other day I just I woke up and I was just like I read my Bible and then I was just like today is going to be like the best day. And I just had like <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I just had a really great day. Like there wasn't anything special. Like, yeah, I got some good news that day, but besides that, there wasn't anything else that was like really special that happened that day. But about my whole day in general, I felt like I had a great day and I've been feeling that way a lot lately. And I've just been commanding my day to be a good day, regardless of what it looks like. Agree. Um, yesterday my faith was tested, uh, at my job. Uh, had a customer that was disrespectful to me and uh, some of my other employees and I <clears throat> I've really been praying for God to show me how to see things the way that he sees them in that moment That's a word. in a moment where I could step out of character and definitely be you know Daniel from the south side like you know I definitely am choosing to be a reflection of Christ in all situations you know, as Christians, I feel like, you know, sometimes we pick and choose when we let our light oh, shine. Oh, we definitely pick and choose. And the thing we is, like, I don't want to do that anymore. I feel like I'm getting to a place in my life where it's like, you know, you know, I'm tired of capping. I'm tired of, I'm sorry for those of you who don't know. Just slang. keep going. Keep going. Yeah, you know. Urban Dictionary is totally free. Yeah, I'm tired of capping. I'm tired of masking what I do behind closed doors, like. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's like I want to be real in all things, and I'm learning how to ask for help. I'm learning how to share my emotions. I'm learning how to give things to God first before I give them to other people because I used to make the mistake of giving my problems and worries to other people instead of giving them to Him and suppressing things. And God is just really, uh, He's teaching me vulnerability, and also I'm going to therapy which is good man yeah i was going through a hard time and um prayed and god told me to go to therapy and so i did and i've been going for the last few months and um been tearing down a lot of a lot of uh old hurts and pains from my past and just different decisions i've made and um i feel like therapy is making me a better person and for those of you who may be contemplating whether you want to do that or not i definitely say give it a try because um i feel like god has blessed us with doctors and has blessed us with people who are able to understand and listen and sometimes all you need is a listening ear yeah and i think it's not God, even about getting answers sometimes it's yeah just, you know like saying it out your mouth and having someone else listen yeah, sometimes there's contentment in releasing things into the atmosphere and allowing god to be the doctor and work Ooh. and sometimes he'll use someone as an adversary to be able to help you and just to be there to support you so Amen. i definitely encourage you if you need therapy or have thought about it, go for it. If you need a uh, recommendation, hit me in my DMs and I'll definitely send you some names of some people. Psychology Today is also a very good resource. Yes. You can also filter by, if you're if you're a Christian, you can filter on there. If you want a Christian therapist, mm -hmm. you can find out all that well, stuff. Well, yeah, my therapist is a Christian. Yeah, so. yeah I'm just saying yeah. for the people out there like, because some of the saints don't really condone therapy they don't think that that's so i would just like to let them know that there are options out there 
mm-hmm. for Christian therapists. And yeah. I know that's more so old school. That does, that doesn't really apply to our market. But yeah, I just want to. I mean, put that I out mean, there. it does because some people. You think millennials? You think millennials really? Yes, I think. You think millennials think there's something wrong with therapy? Yes, I have a lot of friends who are my age who say, "Bro, I'll never go to therapy, bro." My mom and them. I feel like that's and them, and like. I feel it, like that's toxic masculinity too. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, and uh, just side note, I don't know who needs to hear this, but I definitely feel like led to say, like, you know, don't let anybody tell you that like a psychology degree is like a waste of a degree or don't don't let anybody tell you that if you go into that field that there's no promise in that because I guarantee like you know if that's your God if that's your God given assignment the money will be there and the resources will be there and God will put you in places where you're able to help people beyond what you can imagine so I I'm thankful that my therapist chose to continue to pursue that degree so yeah amen um we don't have many topics to talk about so we can just see how this goes but um i know we want to talk about the baby the baby the baby and uh baby on baby that fight that happened cam Colehart. all right so so let me go ahead and give y'all give y'all the spill so peep this right so it's the baby in the store and uh and it's a guy named cam Colehart. cam Colehart and the baby have history of having beef they're both rappers from charlotte north carolina and uh, they've been beefing on Twitter, so it was the first time that they had seen each other in person. So Cam Colehart tries to stunt on Instagram by showing a video of the baby. He's like, man, the baby in here, y'all, he talking all that junk online, but now we in person, he ain't doing nothing. And I, I can honestly say I think the baby was trying extremely hard not to retaliate in the video. And uh, if you want to see the video, the video is still posted on the baby's Instagram. Also, he also made T-shirts, so go ahead and cop one of those. Wait, he did? Yes, he did. Um, I'm not buying it, but... <laughs> And then the baby made a video back in that moment and was like, you know, look at this man. He over here talking all this junk, but he not going to do nothing. Da, 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 da. So he he was he was trying to get Cam Colehart to to provoke uh, to provoke him. And um, wait, the baby was trying to get Cam Colehart. Yeah, he, he wanted to make him so upset that Cam <laughs> swung first and Cam did. And then and he missed. Yes, he did. And then the crazy part. The crazy part was the baby really beat him down in the store. Now he it's alleged that he had security and all that stuff, which he did. But uh but when the baby posted the third video, the third <laughs> video had Cam Colehart on the ground, bleeding pants on the ground, pants on the ground looking like with, a fool with, the, with your pants on the ground. With the tidy whities and he was talking all that junk. You know, you know Bloody nose. Yeah, the, the baby was saying, you know, all y'all who wanna try me up, don't do it. You know, don't do it. He's I, like, I solo. Me right. by myself. So, right. He beat him in a nineteen ninety three NBA All Star jersey. Gave him the business too. And the crazy part is like Cam Colehart the following day was like, you know, okay, so the baby and his crew jumped me, da 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 And he was saying, he took so much pride in getting beat by the baby because he was getting more followers and he was talking about how he was going to use that uh, as yeah. a marketing tool. However, I was listening to The Breakfast Club and Charlamagne was saying, like, he really doesn't understand how long-term this is going to affect him. He's always going to be known as the, as guy, the guy who got beat up by, by the baby. baby. And not only that, but it also shows, like, He's emotionally hurt. Like anybody that can take a beat down and then use that as energy, like to 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 try to make themselves feel better. You can't really do that, realistically speaking. Like 
I mean, you can. Mm-hmm. And there's clear evidence that you can. I don't think that's the best thing to do with something like that. It's because not. Because you, you're therefore building an identity in that. And that's not, that's, not, that's not a solid rock or a foundation that you want to build an identity on. Um, but, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't really, honestly, I didn't really care about this whole thing. I just wish that man would have wore a belt. Like, come on. Like, I will why, say that why was, like, come on. And I, I, I heard a little bit of Charlemagne's uh, donkey of the day for him. And I was just like, like, really, man? Like, you really, like, and I've seen the video. And it's like, you just really didn't wear a belt. So, whatever. I don't know if the he baby He went to the up. store for the belt. Whatever. And he should have had a belt on. I don't, what do you mean? I don't, it's stupid, it's stupid, but um, I don't know if the baby really beat him up by himself, nor do I really care. I like the baby's music, and that's it. Like, I, I don't care. I don't, I, don't, I don't care about the baby beating up this other rapper who I don't know. Dan said, that ain't the baby, that's his baby. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, my sister just posted this on Instagram. She said, she posted on her story, she said, when people call Father God Daddy, and she's making like a disgusted face. I will admit, I low-key feel the same. Um, it just don't sound... Just imagine when people are praying, Daddy, we want you. Daddy, we need you. Daddy, have your way. In the name of Jesus, Dad. Like, no. It just it just, it just, just goes... It, it, I have no problem calling him Father. I have no problem calling him... I understand Daddy is Holy a little, Spirit, Holy Ghost. Daddy's a little more personal, I think. And I get it. If For people who maybe have... I think the problem is, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I think the problem is, in our generation, daddy has been very sexualized. So I I look at it like this. Daddy's either a very sexualized term, or it's a term used by little babies, you know, mommy and daddy, you know. So how how do you feel about mommy? I mean, I don't say it now. Okay, okay, continue, continue, continue. I mean... I wouldn't even call, you know, a sexual partner mommy or anything like that. Mommy. Nah. No. Nah. It, it that doesn't just flow off the tongue. That doesn't roll off. Mommy. Right. You know, nah. That's a very Hispanic thing, I feel like. Yeah. 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 That's or, not that's or, not that's not black people culture. Or or you know, Boricua or, you know, whatever your your, you know, nationality is. Um however, I I don't have a problem if that's how that's your relationship with God is your relationship with God. If that's oh yeah, yeah. That, just because I just made fun of you, I'm not like right. No, no, no. Yeah, please, yeah. Please. You know, and that's the thing. Like, no one wants to sway you from calling him daddy. You know, like if that's, you know, because for some people who have father issues, you know, being able to know that you can call God daddy, you know, you get that's that a real right, and you get that validation like a father would give a son or a daughter. Go for it. If that if that's what what blesses your soul, do that. <laughs> I just know for me personally, I call. God, 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 I need you. Father, I need you. Lord, I love you. You know, those those are my terms of endearment. But I, I, I can't, I can't say daddy in, in my, in my own, uh, mind, you know? Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't have any other trash to talk about. I know you went to talk about some sports, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Drake at this, at the Raptors game, having the time mm-hmm. of his life. Right. He needs to calm down. Uh, I don't want it to calm down. I want it, I want it to turn He's doing the most. Up. Drake is a troll. Drake is not Drake, a troll. Drake is a troll. He's Drake is a, a grumpy old troll who lives under the bridge. Cap. I don't. I Did don't you think. see him at this game? Yes. He walked in there in a Curry jersey. In his father's jersey, just trolling. Trolling. 
and was just like that man thought he was a coach on the sidelines. Like, I don't know what's going on with Drake. I don't have a problem with that though. Like, I think he just needs to calm down. Like, I think Drake. I get he's excited, and I I feel you. You know what? I'm not gonna even tell him to calm down because is this I, is this the Raptors' first time? Yeah, it is. So I, I'm not gonna tell him to calm down. Because I totally get his and excitement, he, and he's and been a faithful fan. Yeah, that's that's just like. But maybe he just needs to calm down. I'm sorry, maybe he just needs to calm down with the the back talk with the Warriors. Maybe, maybe he can just be excited and like kind of leave the war. I don't know. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dan. I feel like this is turning into something very serious. Um, Drake in the sports world. Yes, like he's been beefing with the players, and the crazy part is he has a relationship with every player. He has a Steph Curry and KD tattoo on him, but he covers it up for the games. He's tra- he's trash talking them. He's trash talking them at the arena. He's wearing Steph Curry's father's jersey, jersey yeah. at the game. Like he's trying to get in their heads. He he's- ate at Steph Curry's house like recently, like during the finals. So maybe it's not as serious, but when when they're okay, he's okay. I would okay. I will call him a super fan. I agree. I agree. I agree. Okay. I'm just gonna not, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna Drake. Do you okay? You know what? You figure out what's what's best for you. If the NBA kicks you out of the game, they kick you out of the game. <laughs> um, I can see them doing it. Oh, absolutely. He's. I feel like he's he's walking on like thin ice. Um, I do. I do think he might want to tone it down before he catches a fine. But yes, I mean, that's 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 what I'm trying to get at. I feel like I I understand his level of fandom. I understand his level of excitement, and I I get it. I totally get it. I'm not saying he's wrong. I just think maybe he needs to cool it with antagonizing the players. The, yeah, the players. Yeah. Because he has a relationship enough. He has relationship with them enough to really get in their heads in a way that just like just let them play the game, play ball, be excited. You know that for sure. I mean, I definitely agree. Like, you don't want to get so caught up that you end up not being able to participate in your team, you know, achieving a, a great feat. And then you end up missing it if they actually win because you got kicked out. Right. That would be tragic. And then we'd really feel for you. Um. So did you want to talk about? Um. I wanted to touch on a couple things. Um. I know we haven't recorded together since Game of Thrones. Well, I was referring to your job first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, thank you. Um, yeah. So I wanna, I wanna open it up for you because I, I want another opinion. Um, so for those of you that don't know, I mentioned as I mentioned earlier, I have a second job. Um, my second job is I am a security officer, um, top flight security of the world. You know, and um, um don't say where. Just say what it is, but don't. If you want to say what it is, but don't say where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I just want to make sure we're we're here. Yeah, yeah, we're here. Um, I am a security guard at a very famous strip club. Uh, don't want to name drop just because I don't want to bring publicity. Exactly. Yeah. Um, however, I recently had an encounter where two of the strippers actually go to the church. Um, and one of the members that I know personally, uh, was at the strip club and for me you know i'm on duty so you know i'm doing what i gotta do while i'm there 
um, you know, surveying, making sure everybody's safe and uh, just making sure that nobody's doing anything disrespectful to the ladies. Um, and one of the members who I saw there um, chastised me while I was at work uh, about me working. And the argument that I made is you're chastising me about being at work. I'm on the clock. But you're here you're on your here own. For pleasure. You're here right. for playtime. Right. Right. You know, and, and not only that, but but you're you're spending money. Like I'm making money. Right. And and that's the thing, like, um, it kind of brought me back to um kind of brought me back to the discussion that we had a while back about, you know, members love to catch you when you're doing wrong. You know, like like people people who know you and people who know you serve and you know, stuff like that, like they they love to point out when you're when you're flawed, but I in in my personal opinion, I don't feel like I'm flawed because I'm working a job that I was assigned to. You know, like were you assigned through another company through a uh, a company? That's so a, like that's a are con- you are you a contractor? Is what I'm trying to ask. Yeah, I'm I'm contractor. So you don't work for the club. You work for the security. You company work for ABC the- Security Company, who has a contract with Strip Club B. And you, as a contractor for ABC Company, go to Strip Club B yes. to provide security. Yes. If I'm on the schedule, I have to be there. Why? Because okay. I'm contracted okay. through this company. Do you have any say in... No. No? It's it's kind of like your job gives you a shift and you go where you have to go work. Okay. Okay. You know, like one night I could be doing security out at an, car, uh, at an, an apartment complex. Mm-hmm. My, ne- my next shift could be at this strip club working nine hours. Okay. Yeah. Um, in that case, um, I don't see anything, honestly, I don't see anything wrong with it. I, I see like, and I mean, if you're comfortable with it, if you find with like, if you, okay, this is, this, this comes into where you have to know yourself. You have to know, you have to know your convictions. You have to know your boundaries. You have to know what you can or cannot deal with. Because I feel like a lot of people wouldn't be able to just be at a strip club and provide security and not really just be like, man, that thing's really moving. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. The only reason that I feel comfortable doing it is because from about 18 to about 22, that's all I did. I was there, you know, and I've I've been there. And the thing is, like. I'm in a relationship and I'm very happy with the person I'm with and I don't really have a desire. Like, I feel like when you're looking, when you're looking for that kind of stuff, that's what kind of triggers you and turns you on and stuff like that. But <laughs> not necessarily, but I, I mean, say, I see what you're saying. I, yeah, see what you're saying. I, mean, I see what you're saying. But I, I, I really be going to work. I look at it like a job, you know, when I go in there, I'm on shift for eight hours and I'm working, you know, I'm working trying to make sure nobody shoots up this club, that nobody's disrespecting these girls if they need something or if somebody's in their space and they feel unsafe, it's my job to make the area a safe place and to also walk the parameters of the building, make sure yeah. nobody's going to come in here and shoot us up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really see anything wrong with you working for a third party. Maybe if you were directly working for if the club. I was club. independent contracting, yeah directly working for like the club i think that may be a little more shaky because i have i have the choice yeah you have the choice and you're choosing to willingly work there Mm -hmm. every day week whatever the case may be but what i will say 
um the saint who caught you at work um i don't think he should be throwing stones in his glass house agreed um let he among us without sin cast the first yeah so um that's really all i have to say about him i'm not gonna chastise the women or um or even him but i just don't think And the crazy part is like the women that work there are really cool like most of them I'm, I'm are learning. probably because they just they just want to make their check and keep it pushing. Yeah, and I mean, being honest, like, yes, some of them are women of the night or whatever you want to call them, you know, hoes, however you want to look at it. Can I can I say that? Can I say hoes? I well, you said it, so let's just keep it pushing. Yeah, you if know, someone I mean, gets mad. We've mm-hmm. made our our announcement at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, some some of them are, you know, city girls. Let's just put it that way. Not to say not to say that the city girls are hoes. I'm just I'm just saying. Hide your keys. Hide your wallet. Hide. Um, yeah, like like some of, some of them are about being in another person's oh, pockets. No, I'm I'm yeah. here. I, I get what you're saying. But we know what the city girls are. Some of them are students who are just trying to make money to pay for college, and some they don't they don't have mom up. and dad. Mom and dad don't have it, so you know they've been blessed with this figure, so they're gonna do what they got to do to get the money. And at the end of the day, like they're not doing that extra stuff behind the scenes to get extra money. They're not trying to fall in love, like. I'm here and a lot of them have like a dance background or a gymnastics background. Like, you know, they just happen to be utilizing their straight up. Yeah. Straight up. Their um, body. I think we should say, ugh. yeah, I don't, I don't, I feel like that's a, a whole deeper conversation on that whole lifestyle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I think we should say. I think that's. I, I would love to talk about that with with Bree and Z. I, yes, I think yeah, I think we can save that conversation. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as this goes, um, sometimes people got sometimes not people got to do what they got to do, but sometimes people feel the need to do what they have to do, and they feel like there's no way out, and they resort to things. And I'm not going to make uh, an assumption about why these women are there, like specifically the church women, right. Or specifically, even this guy who was there, who because it's like I'm I've been to a strip club before, like I'm you know like, yeah. bachelor parties, yeah, whatever. like you know. So I'm not. I'm However, not, I would like to say he was there on his own by himself. You didn't have to do that to him. You did not have to. Do I mean, that I, to ain't him. Na- I ain't name drop him. You didn't, but you still didn't have to do that to him. You could have just left it a mystery, but okay. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's life. We all make mistakes, like. But we can go deeper into that conversation another time about we will. Yes. Um, so, yes, now that will conclude our church announcements. We'd also like to thank everyone who is with us live streaming as we go into this TV segment. Yes. Um, I have a couple of things. I'm knocking off real quick. I saw Detective Pikachu. It was a great movie. I think it was great. I think it was. Wonderful. I wanted to see it. I was going to ask was, you. It was wonderful. I'm a big Pokemon fan. I play. I'm. I'm not going to lie. I still play the video games. I will be playing Sword and Shield when it comes out. Um, and I'll be talking about it on the show when it comes out. So come on, you claim can, your nerd. It's okay. Yeah, and so you can just be mad. Um, but I've loved the Pokemon games for in terms of the strategy that they play in terms of the battling. The battling is a very complex strategy turn by turn game that is like no other i've ever seen and it's my favorite i love strategy games but detective pikachu in terms of the world of pokemon 
it did a great job of creating this world it did a great job of the characters the pokemon it looked great it was a great time to watch i think there was something there for everyone there was a lot of stuff there for the hardcore pokemon fans the medium pokemon fans for the people who've never seen pokemon before i think it was a really great movie um i don't think you'll have as much of a connection to it if you don't have kids who are interested in pokemon right or you just know if you know absolutely nothing about pokemon I don't think you'll enjoy this movie as much because you won't understand anything. But if you've at least played a Pokemon game or you understand a little bit of the basics, you watch an episode of Pokemon or something, you you can get something out of this and enjoy it. Okay, that's it on Detective Pikachu. Uh, John Wick 3. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I just feel like it was very suspended of belief. I, I just felt like watching it, I was just really like, where are the police, like this man and like how does he still have energy to keep fighting <laughs> because it picks up directly after the second one and the second one he spends like all day fighting and then this one he's like spending the next day fighting and it's just like there's no way in hell this man is just still going and fighting like he's been stabbed he's been it just doesn't make sense so um they're saying there's going to be a john wick 4 i just would like for them to put some time so john wick can recover between movie three and four don't have it be a next day thing because if we come back for John Wick 4 and it's been two hours later, like a SpongeBob cue card, I'm going to be pissed. <sighs> On to Dan for When They See Us. When They See Us. If you haven't seen it, it's a limited series on Netflix and I highly recommend you watch it. It talks about the Central Park Five. Uh, the event took place in 1989 where five young men were incarcerated for the rape and brutal murder of a jogger. Um, they were falsely, or, or I'm sorry, they were wrongfully imprisoned. Uh, they did not commit any crimes, yet they were put in prison. They were coerced into saying uh, these accounts that took place. They didn't even know each other. And uh, the police were saying that uh, that they that the other kids were saying things about them and were saying that they did it and stuff like that. If you watch it, it is something that can make you upset um, just because of how uh, from the beginning, it's automatically like from the gate opened up as a white versus black case. Um, there was a gentleman named uh, Mateus Reyes who was the actual rapist and murderer. And um, after years of seeing these men go through what they went through, he owned up to it. And um, the, the city, yeah, the city of New York um, went ahead and gave them a settlement of $41 million for each individual. And um, it's a great story. It's a great I'm going to watch it. You need to. I, I know. I know. I please don't anyone don't interpret this the wrong way. But I just really cannot watch that right now. Like because it's hard it, to it, stomach. Yes. And it affects. I, I'm sorry, but it affects how you see white people to some extent, too. Like and I just don't want that image right now. Like I feel like I need to digest it like slowly because once again, the media that you consume affects how you see the world and how you, how you you process things. And I just don't want to, I don't want to feel that type of way. Like, I feel like 
I will just need to take some time and watch it on my own terms, maybe like a little slower because I, I don't want to feel that way. I don't want to feel that way. My coworkers I don't wanna, had the same thing. I don't want to be angry at white people. And that's just where I'm coming from because I know how watching content like that makes me feel as a black man who understands like who can sympathize. Like I've never been in a situation like that, but like who as, as a black man, I can understand. Like I can, I, I feel like what, definitely. Yeah. I and mean, I just don't, I don't, I don't want that to be the case. So I'm, I'm going to watch it. That's what I'm saying. Um, and if anyone's offended by that, goodbye. Um, <laughs> I mean, definitely from the perspective of being incarcerated, like I, you know, have encountered that, you know, like the brutality I've seen, the the division that takes place, um, how Caucasians view us, how we as African-Americans view them, how we view other races and I understand why it takes some people time to actually process, especially in this uh, social climate that we're in Mm -hmm. with, Mm -hmm. you know, men being wrongfully imprisoned and people, um, you know, being lives being taken by, you know, people of different races. It's something that could be really hard to process, um, especially if you're not in a place to receive it. You know, you you might be on the defense with your with your coworker and, you you know, you don't want to be in that type of situation. Yeah definitely but uh but for those of you who can watch it i definitely say do that because they definitely get uh i think a proceed of the streams and oh really yes so oh, it's wonderful. really good for us to support that and uh ava what's her name ava Duver- du- yeah. duvernay yes ava duvernay did a great job i'm talking about cinematography from beginning to end okay was i'm excited to watch it i just i just need to be in a good place when i watch it that's all i'm saying I just really want to be in a good place because I don't want it to warp my Earth. worldview. Warp. That's, that. that's, that's, that's my concern, everyone. Ooh, warp my worldview. I like that. I want to be in a very good place where I can stand on my truths and like I don't have to digest this media and it uh, just completely change how I'm feeling for a couple of days. That's, I don't want that. I feel um, that. Let's talk about life after Game of Thrones. Yes, okay. So, finale. Then we're going full spoiler with this, everyone. So I uh, know we. If you haven't seen it, it's been it's been weeks. And Twitter's probably spoiled it. Instagram has probably spoiled it. It's spoiled. Um, how did you feel about it? <laughs> I was I was highly irritated. Um, I feel like John should have been the one to inherit the Iron Throne. Um, for them to say Bran was the heir to the Iron Throne. No, they didn't say Bran is the heir to the Iron Throne. Brand or he's is, the, he, the he's the, on the Iron Throne. He's he's taken the throne. He's he's the king. Right. He's not the heir. He didn't get it because he was the heir. He got it because he was, he was elected. Well, right. Elected. Yes. But I do I do like it because now any time that there is a new king, it has to be elected. It's not something mm-hmm. that can be inherited. Um, I think uh, Drogon did a great job. Drogon's acting was phenomenal. Right. It was some of the best acting this season. He could have killed John, but did not because he was a Targaryen, and also because no, that's not, I don't think. Well, that's why he well, him. also he didn't kill him. Well, also because he knew it wasn't his fault. He he knew that he had to kill Daenerys. Daenerys. You think Drogon knew all that? I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and believe that Drogon understands these whole complex I feel, things. I feel like he does. That Dro- like no, I think if anything, Drogon saw a pointy thing in his mom. And then saw a chair of pointy things and burned it. 
that's that's more so the best case scenario. I don't understand Drogon. I don't I don't think by any means Drogon was like, no, John, I'm not going to kill you because my, I'm I'm destroying the wheel that my mother set out to destroy because of blah 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 because in the the my this mother throne, was killed because this of this thing. Yeah, no, no. I think he did. I think he did. That dragon had a heart. Had a heart. Heart. No. I I really I really do feel like. I feel like he understood this this throne my mother wanted and she couldn't get it. She was she was murdered for so it. So none of you can have it? Yes, and burned it down. That's that's my theory and that's what I'm sticking to. I think now that Game of Thrones is over. Oh, uh and I also wanted to just go a little further back. The fact that Cersei and Jamie died under rubble really irritated me. Really irritated me. I wanted I wanted I wanted their death to be something bigger. And it was not. And that frustrated me. Okay. And Arya, like, I wanted more for her. Okay. Sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you, you You good? Okay. Because I, I have a lot to say. Mm-hmm. I have a lot to say. Okay. I don't hate that Bran is on, that Bran is the king. I don't hate it. It makes sense in terms of the world. In terms of the world, it makes sense. In terms of the story that we have told, it makes absolutely no sense. Thank you. Okay? I can see where George is going with Bran being on the throne. I think this is a very George R.R. R. Martin ending. Like, everything that Bran has been through, I think Bran will be so much of an, a more integral part in these final, like, phases of the book like i don't like i hate i just feel like okay let me just focus on game of thrones i'm, I'm gonna separate myself from the books because i'm not really a book reader but I'm, I'm i'm interested in what's going on i just feel like we waited two years for this and oh oh i'm getting there i'm getting there hold on for brand to be on the for for brand to be king and you did absolutely nothing with his character this season Right. That was that was a total disservice and that was that was disrespectful. That was disrespectful. Sucks. That was disrespectful to his character and disrespectful to the story because you couldn't figure out what to do with him. One. Two, since we're on disrespect. They don't even have ramps in Westeros. <laughs> they're not AD AD what is it? AD, oh, you know what I'm talking about. They're not wheelchair accessible. It's something. It's <laughs> it's handicapped accessible. It's yeah. called AD something. I don't I forget what the other ADA. It might be ADA. I think it is ADA. They're not ADA accessible. Um, okay. Continuing with disrespect. Let's talk about Cersei's character. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, granted, I'm not a big Cersei. I, well, I'm not going to say that I'm not a Cersei I'm fan. I'm a Cersei fan. I'm a Cersei that. fan because her character has had so much development. Her character has been through some things. And when Cersei blew up that set, yeah, that I think that was the final. That was the last thing that they had for Cersei. That was the last thing I that agree. they had for Cersei. They didn't have any more tricks up their bag. And that was their final piece. And they were just like, okay. For them to do nothing with her this season and but have her stare out a window, disrespectful. Disrespectful. Respectful. Straight up. To just rely on when Kyber. It, when in those other episodes, she was going ham, giving orders, kicking butts, and taking names. Disrespectful. She didn't deserve that. She she did not deserve that. I I feel bad for the actress who plays her. Like I would just I'd be devastated to play such a complex character 
for so many years to have built a name off of it. And you conclude my character by having me stand out of the window drinking wine. The, the Red Keep has never fallen and the Red Keep won't fall today. Disrespectful. One. That's two. Um, Side note. Did you see as they were doing the table readings, like characters were actually crying when their character was dying? Like, it was, Did you see the guy who played Varys? He was like, he threw his script in the middle of the table after he died. Like he read his final line and he threw his script in the middle of the table. And uh, Amelia Clark was like, Dracarys. And he sat there and was just like. Right. <laughs> unbothered. Straight up unbothered. Um, How they killed him off. Lord Varys, disrespectful, but I don't I don't want to make a point out of that one. I want to make a point out of Mad Queen. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not mad that she went Mad Queen. I think it makes sense. It does. In the world. It does. That, that, we're, that, makes that sense. we're that we're going for. You've kind of you've you've laid little plot points here and there. You foreshadowed, right? You're building up. But you haven't had her kill innocent well, yeah, she has killed any pe- innocent people in terms of the masters. Right. The masters. That that was as close as we've gotten to the masters. Like, But I understand why people are mad, too. But I feel like we needed to get to more to making her snap. Y'all made her snap in two episodes where she slaughtered a city. She slaughtered a city in a matter of two episodes. Like, I just want to say, that dragon annihilated the city. I'm buying Drogon some cost drops. Uh, right. Gotta be. Because, like... Got a horse after that. Yeah, like she slaughtered a whole city off of the back of these two episodes, and I don't, I don't think it was a bad decision by no means. And I, I was watching someone's video, and they were like, you know what would have made this more make even more sense? They said, had she had the bells just never rang, had the bells just never rang, they said that Danny's decision to slaughter the city would have made way more sense than her her slaughtering the city and them surrendering so that one simple thing to just not ring the bells makes her decision to slaughter the city a little a little better but i said this before um i feel like we took the express train to mad queen yes. and i would have much rather us take the, the local route? yes the scenic the local train really build up to getting us here we didn't do that and then Tyrion just turning on Varys, his loyal friend for all these seasons doesn't doesn't make sense plot wise it doesn't, doesn't, it make, doesn't sense. make sense but i get it and then uh kit harrington like you gave him you gave oh my god <laughs> oh my god i'm so sorry um something just happened but i'm not gonna put dan out there like that i'm just gonna keep going because i just oh my god <laughs> I have a strange addiction. We'll talk about it at some point. We will talk about it at some point. And I feel like we almost mentioned it one time on the show. We did. We did. We definitely did. I'm not going to do it right now. I'm not going to do it right now. But back to Kit Harrington. Having his lines for the season be, she's our queen. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. Like, come on. Disservice to the actor. Disservice for to the sure. actor. Like, Arya killing the Night King. Okay, like, I can get with that. Sansa ending up on the throne. I've been saying for a good minute that I've, after, like, I've been standing for Sansa for a little while now. Um, Boo. I feel like everyone. She's so dumb to me. I. She a snitch. Yes, she's wrong. She's foul for what she did to John. Thank you. She the... is foul for what she did because she started this whole She'll thing. She'll never have my respect. 
Um, but she was playing the game, and that's why she did it. Um, why are you playing games? Yo, I that's don't. Your, that's so, your brother. Yeah, okay, I, you just, let's keep it pushing. Because um, also, I don't agree with the fact that um, Sansa is just going to ask Bran for the North's independence, and um, Yara's not going to ask for the Iron Islands independence. Like, Right. And then I just hate how everyone was so secluded in this last season. I feel like you separated everything. And I'm like, for what? For what? I want to see. What was the purpose of them all coming together at the end of the last season if this season was going to be. For what? For you to pull everything apart. For you. And then (laughs) Urine. It just doesn't make any sense. Urine was just the dumbest character. Like, Urine was like, oh my God. (laughs) You mean mean uh, Urine? No, I mean Urine. Like, I I just. (laughs) I'm just so. I'm. I'm so frustrated over it and I don't like, I feel like they were like, okay, we have to hit all these major plot points. But the thing that we love about game of Thrones was the storytelling, right? The thing we loved seeing Arya and the hound traveling together. We didn't get any of that. We got, all we got was them teleporting the King's landing. Like, and then why is art like you put Arya in like the middle of King's Landing while it's being torched and she's not dead. Like you're just breaking all of the rules Come on, to make, girl, us, to make girl. us care, to make us to make us care for what? There are so many other ways that you could have made us care. What was the point of her killing the Night King if she wasn't going to end on top? You know what I mean? Like this girl's surrounded by asbestos. And first of all, that alone should have took her out of here. If we're just going to be honest, like in real life, anybody that was surrounded by that much asbestos, she'd have been dead. Like, she'd have had smoke and all that stuff in her lungs. She'd have been gone. She'd have been out of here. It's your breath. Um, I hate you. <laughs> I just, there's a lot. There's a lot to digest. There's a lot here. I completely blame D&D. I will say the cinematography, great. Oh, yeah. I great. mean, Game of Thrones is never disappointed so cinematography-wise. The, act, the acting, the people who had stuff to do, I think everyone played their part to the best of what they had. I don't. I don't think anyone downplayed. That's what happens when you go off the books and you start freestyling. I think everyone who had something that they could do, they played it the best, the best possible way that they can play it. Play it, and I think Amelia should definitely be nominated for an Emmy. Definitely. Um, Game even, of Thrones has some awards coming. Coming even way. even even Cersei and the little bit that she played. I think she she played it very well i wanted more to her to her end i wanted more to her final moments in the game like her final moments in the game she's she's such a good player that like she's the one who basically taught sansa what she knows about the game like i wanted so much i mean like like jamie being the warrior that he was from the beginning of the show to the end i still feel like he should have gone out he should have gone out the way euron went out like i feel like he should have had a a final battle you know, and, and that should have been the way that he went out, not the way they actually went out. That's my personal opinion, my personal take. I, I want to move on. I'm sorry, because it's just it's just so frustrating. I just want to give I just want to make sure I'm giving really good credit to the people. I don't want to just crap all over the show and say that they're not and act like there wasn't anything good, because when I watched the documentary at the end, there was so much good stuff there. There was so much good stuff, stuff happening. They're building of King's Landing. They're building of Winterfell. Like the people behind the scenes, I just really want to like give them their flowers and give them like give them a hand clap. Yeah, of uh, yeah, because they did a great job, and D and D should be punished for this attract. Well, <laughs> I, because I don't even blame George. Like I just think I think George has done a great job of getting you somewhere. 
all you have to do is just imagine something. Think of something, like think of something complex. Take the time. You've been reading these books. Are you really telling me that you can't think of any like payoffs? Like, are you just so focused on averting expectations that you can't think of any payoffs that have been layered throughout the seasons? Anything like yeah. that? That's just where I'm coming from. So they, they, there were no there were no payoffs to characters. There were no hold the doors. There were no hold the doors. You're telling me you're going to tell me in the final season we don't get any payoffs such as like hold the door. Right. That that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. And that's how I know this is BS. I honestly don't think it's the complete end, honestly. Of Game of Thrones? What I would say is this. If there can be more writing to finish, because there's two more novels that are promised. Yes. If they can finish those two novels, I can see there being some type of... Maybe a not reboot, a, maybe a not a remake, but a reboot. Like I, I, I would, I, I agree. What were you going to say? Go ahead. Either that, or we need some some prequels. Like we're getting prequels. We're getting prequels. What I would like to see is when George finishes the books, however long it takes, I would like to see a reboot of the final two seasons, maybe the final three. Definitely final. Yes. Two. Definitely with final different two. Different endings. Because, well, no, I'm fine with the ending. I just want us to do it right. I want us to get there right. I want us to hit the plot points in the right way and not just be like plot point, plot point, plot point, plot point, end of story. Cause that's what happened. Yeah. It um, was, I feel like the endings were rushed because this was the final season and they only, they didn't have that kind of time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was stressful. Um, whew, Chile. Okay. So, <laughs> Let's, Let's dive move into, into to, to the word. Um, this week we will be talking about um, little Duval. Um, recently, he posted uh, some tweets, which he also posted on Instagram, and it got people kind of riled up. Sparked um, some conversations. Perhaps. It sparked some very um, interesting conversations from all sorts of people from all different. Excuse me. From all different walks of life. All right. So, um, I'm trying to find it now. Jesus Christ, where'd it go? I literally saw it earlier. I got them all pulled up. Um, okay, pulled okay, up. okay. So, the first tweet. I'm on Instagram. You're on Twitter, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. Okay. So, um, the first tweet was, I never understood why people want their preacher to be poor. So you're okay with a person getting rich off everything else, but not off something that promote that's promoting God. And his caption was, I think your pastor should be the richest person you support because he's helping you and stop packing out bad past, uh, picking out bad pastors. Cause there's way more good pastors out there than bad ones. Y'all just focus on bad ones more. Cause you want to prove a point. How do you feel about that? <coughs> I agree. I don't think what he said was wrong. I don't I don't understand. So as a ministry leader, you're saying um you're saying that you don't want your pastor, someone who does this as a living, to make a living. Um because it takes a lot. Like to to be a a pastor, to be a shepherd over a flock, it takes so much more than you actually see. You know, there's the counseling aspect of you being there for your members. There's, you know, the the aspect of preparing the sermons, going and ministering other places, and then having to catch flights and come back to your home church. You know, there's there's the 
spiritual aspect. You're praying for your members. You're 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 doing so much. You know, you know, you're allowing your churches to be used for weddings and funerals and different things like, you know, somebody said it best. Yes, ministry is our our service that we give God, you know, like the use of our gifts. You know, we're giving that to God. But ministry is also a business. Yes, absolutely. At the end of the day. And you can't be upset for somebody making money off of their business. If their church is a business. And then on top of that, you know, some some pastors have small churches. Some pastors have big churches. They're blessed to have a larger congregation. They're blessed to be able to have the resources to build another building or or to add more chairs into their church or to to move and go to a different place or or have more than one church. Mm -hmm. And you can't. You can't be upset with someone's success. If that's what God has for them, then I think that's what God has for them. That's just how God has allowed their life to play out. And you have to respect what they do. Okay. I I agree. You know, okay. So I, I, I want to preface this by saying this, this hit very close to home for me. Right. Um, if this you is your first ep- episode, yes, my, I come from generations of pastors technically. Um, and to me, to me, a lot of people were saying like the pastor should be poor, essentially. That's what some people are saying. And like, I didn't come from a poor family. Like, that's not my story. Like my, my family's well off. We're not, we're not rich or anything, but like we're, we're well off. Like, and I would just like to imagine someone saying that I should have grown up poor because my mother is a pastor and pastors don't like pastors don't need nice thing like you know what i'm saying yeah like that that that's 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 i feel like that's so like rude because you i i say this all the time you don't see the work that it goes in to people's family like the work that goes into people's families like getting right. up early to study your word like when you're a pastor first of all you have to make sure that you're right with god you have to take At the time. Times. You have to take the time to make sure you're spiritually spiritually in a good place to deliver something spiritually to other people. So that's that takes work in and of itself. Right. That takes a lot of work to really make sure that you're in a good place with with God that you can really minister effectively and do what needs to be done. And also that you're submitting to another pastor, really. Right. Like that's that's part of the process. So you also don't see what goes into these families. Like there's so imagine what it's like for being like TD Jake's kids, like Sarah Jake's Robert. She had a hard time growing up. Hard. She had a hard time growing up. She got pregnant early. She was having sex in the church. Like she was having a hard time. Can you, you like, and y'all are, y'all are so focused on talking about, I'm sorry. I don't mean to say y'all cause I'm, I, I don't want to like those 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 who have an opposite perspective. Yeah, I, I'm sorry because I don't want to direct it towards our listeners either. Like, because I right. understand that it, it's I this is just how it's coming out for me, and I, I do apologize. It's a touchy topic, yeah. yeah. Um, but people don't realize that like there's a lot of pressures on ministers. There's a lot of pressure on pastors, and it's a very very like hard field. Now, in terms of tithe tithing and um uh pastors and what what they make in xyz right Right. let's go there so uh biblically we we are to give a tithe which is a tenth of our income right right to the church house and that is to go to meeting the needs of their of the the house 
um, which goes into lights, all that other stuff. Right. And a portion, a portion of that is the pastor's salary because, once again, this is a job. Right. That goes to the other ministers that may be on staff. And I will say, every church ain't like that. Every church is not fortunate enough to have every minister on staff be paid. Right. So um, that that's what the tithe goes to. Some churches also include in that they have um, they'll have like outreach things where they go out and they like do things for the community, which I think everyone should be doing. Everyone should be contributing back to the community that they reside in in some type of way as well. Right. I mean, as you read, as you reach out into the community what that does is that also lets people mm-hmm. know that hey there's a church yes you know in the area that's looking out for me mm-hmm. let me go so i can continue to be fed here spiritually and i mean that does generate income you and, know yeah and a part of a part of that is what what you're what you're putting your tithe into to help the the church grow you get a piece of you, do. you get a piece of, and I think God honors I, your tithe. Yes, right. God honors your tithe for you personally, and in your in and of your house, so that He may build your house, and that when you build His house, He builds your house. Of course. Um, but not only that, but in and of building the houses, you create re- in building God's house. You create resources for the church. Think about counseling. Right. Think about counseling. You you tithe into this ministry. You make available counseling not only for you but for someone else. So when you're going through something, you're readily available. You're readily able to just be like, "Hey, can I speak to someone about so and so and so?" So that it's not just the pastor who who you have to speak to. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it creates other things, and it's not. And I think I I understand why people are so concerned on this whole crooked thing. Like I I get it. People want to see where their money goes. But um, I think that's also why we are called to be stewards. We're not we're not really meant to. And this may this people may have a hard time realizing this, but we're. If we think of our money as ours, that's then that's how we're going to feel about it. Yes. But if we think of this money as God has given me this right Right. All of this money belongs to him. All of my income, my resources, it belongs to him. And he's asking for a tenth back. He's going to honor the tenth back regardless of what, like, and he's going to bless the 90 and make the 90 more Last, than, like, right. it's, it's, and it's, it's, it's so amazing. Like, I, I can really see it. I've seen it in my personal life. Like, when I'm tithing, like, yeah, I'm seeing the money go out the window, but it's like, yo, I'm good. Like, I'm good. Like, in situations, when situations have happened, I feel like I've mentioned this on the show before. Like, stuff has happened, and, like, my tithing has been faithful, and it's, things have always worked itself out. Right. Things have always worked itself out financially. I haven't lacked, like, and oh, I feel like I'm going on a tantrum, but. Um, no, you're good. Um, It's just, I feel like we also have sold, there's this narrative going around of, the people are poor. You're taking from the poor people. People are poor. Why would you even want to be looked at as a person of lack? And that's that's kind of where I'm coming from. So I'm like, now all y'all niggas are poor. Like that, right. that that's just, that's just what that's right. just where I'm coming from. So I'm just like, everyone who comes to church isn't just like I understand people come to church broken and people come to church like in different places, but everyone ain't ain't poor. So I don't know. Did you have anything else you want to say? Because I want to dive um, back into some more of these tweets too. Well, no, I just wanted to to say real quick, like even with 
giving to a ministry because I've been in a, in a situation um, where, you know, the churches also <clears throat> have resources for you when you're in need. You know, like mm-hmm. like a benevolence fund or like they have something, yeah. you know, like, you know, you may need groceries or something. And you can't exactly. afford it. Exactly. And the, the church will come to you and they'll say, well, look, we have this set up. Mm-hmm. You go. We ahead. have a food pantry. Come get come. Come right, go shopping. Right, right. Come get food for free. Come take this and feed your family. And that's the thing that people forget that the church is, is also a resource for you as well. It's not only for you to get spiritual food i mean not that's not to say to take advantage of your benevolence and take advantage of that but but to say that when you are in need you are not it's it's available right it's available and why that's because you are sowing seed into the ministry and as you sow seed into a ministry it's a resource set up for you it is yeah so i mean that's just my little spiel on it um and i just you know i had to come to something with giving uh that i because this this made me People can, people can take advantage of you, quote unquote. But as long as you are have a God given, um, prompt, I feel like that's the right word, prompt to give. Yeah. No one can take advantage of you. If God is telling me to give you ten dollars because you need to pay some bill and you go and um buy a bag of weed or whatever, that's not that's not my right. Business. Yeah, that's not. If on God you. told me to give it to you because He knew that you had a need and you were irresponsible with it. That's not me. Right, that I was, fall, that falls back I, was I was obedient in what he told me to do for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm as a result, like he's going to honor me in and of that. Like, of course. So I I think a lot of times we focus on, oh, people aren't blah, 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 blah. But I, if you if you if you have a God given like urge to give like sometimes it, no one can take advantage of you. Right. It don't matter what they do with it is what I'm trying to say. But um, so back to some of these other little Duvall tweets. Right. He tweeted, he he said, so y'all okay with Drake having a jet, but not T.D. Jakes. Right. And I don't, I don't see the problem with uh, a pastor. Oh, wait, his, his, his caption. I'm sorry. I do want to read this. He said, I can't believe this makes sense to y'all. Mind you, T.D. Jakes ain't been doing nothing but God's work for over 30 years. Yep. And that's the thing, like. How can you be okay with your favorite artist flying private and stuff like that? But you have an issue when, you know, TD Jakes or, you know, Joel Osteen or people who have put in the time, mm-hmm. energy, and effort mm-hmm. into having those type of resources, you know, they get it. They get it. You know, nobody trips when Jay-Z and but Beyonce fly private. God forbid. They, they feel differently about how they, they earned their money. And the thing is, everyone keeps going back to he's taking money from poor people. That's not the case. And then on top of people. that, these mega, mega church pastors have a lot of them have financial advisors and they have other streams of income. income. Exactly. T.D. Jakes is a writer. He's an author. He's a New York Times bestselling author. Author. He is a producer. He does things. This man did film for exactly. a long time. Exactly. I want to read some of these comments. Um, Go ahead. Someone said, I never understood understood why people care so much. Have your own spiritual connection and let that be that. And Little Duval had a great response. He said, everybody's not built to have their own spiritual connections. Most need guidance. That's the whole point of church, kind of like a guidance counselor. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't even need to say anything else on that. There's no like, disagreement on it. There's, there's a- nothing. There's nothing. Um... 
Someone said Drake's jet was free. TD brought his with the people's money. Same people probably late on a bill this month. Looking for a sign. Shaking my head. And Lil Duval responded, you know TD Jakes is rich off other things outside of church. Um, Where's the lie? But you see the narrative that's being painted that he's taking money from poor people. And I'm, I'm, I'm really confused as to why there is such a negative... Um, oh, Jesus, where are my words? A negative idea around this. Like, why is everyone poor? Why is everyone poor? Why do you have to be poor if you go to church? Yeah, that's kind of oh. that's kind of how I feel about it. And I feel like that's a very whack narrative to have. Um, someone said, "But Jesus rode in town on a donkey. Why he need a jet?" And Little Duval responded, "Having a donkey might have been a luxury back then." They probably said he should walk ev- walk like everyone else. You think? Right. You and think a donkey wasn't a luxury? You think everyone just had donkeys? People had to pay for that. That was probably a Mercedes-Benz of donkeys. That was oh. the Mercedes-Benz of donkeys. Right. That was, no, that was, that was the Bugatti. It was a Bugatti. His donkey was a Bugatti. Uh, um, let's see. Um, the tweet, the tweet that followed that, I think was really good. He was like, "If Jesus was alive right now, he would definitely be flying in a jet. How else he, how is he gonna get to China and speak and back to his home church by Sunday? Most definitely. Uh, right. Especially if you're like world renowned, like people are gonna want you to speak at different places. I agree. And if Jesus had to speak, he had to, he had to do what he had to do. I mean. No, because Jesus came from humble beginnings, he might be flying first class. On a commercial airline? Delta. <laughs> uh, yeah. If he's coming to Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what Jesus would be doing now. Um, I think Jesus would be, I think he'd be more of like, I don't think he'd have a church. I think he'd be more so like he, traveling, yeah. ministering, ministering places, like healing people type thing. I think that's what it would be. Like a baby um, Yeah. But um, I want to keep reading some of these stupid comments. T.D. Jake's bar is weak, though. Uh, Drake doesn't lie and scheme in the name of God for his money. And Lil Duval said, I ain't seen one report about T.D. Jake scheming his people, but yet y'all still box him into that. I don't get it. Um, oh, ooh, this is my favorite. Okay. Someone, I'm not going to even read his comment. They just said he took his money from poor people. And Lil Duval responded, nigga, most of Drake's fans poor too. They are. They are poor. Duh. They are poor and they're they're paying for their subscription. Right, for Apple music, music. Once a month or whatever there to listen to his music. They're buying his albums because they just want a piece of God's plan. And they're even buying tickets to the shows. I know. It was people at my job who didn't even have money for the tickets who were buying tickets to Drake's show in Atlanta. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, he tweeted something, man. Uh, oh, man, there was a comment that uh, I wish I could remember it off the top of my head, and I can't find it right now. But um, someone said something. He was like, "You think Drake ain't selling you hope? Talking about God's plan? Like they're they're saying T.D. Jakes was selling hope. That's what it was." And he said, "You think Drake ain't selling you hope? Talking about God's plan?" Right. With, what do you what do you think is right, happening? With, like, with the good visual too. Like, come on now. So I I've kind of given my spiel on this and I I've 
I believe that, you know, to the extent that pastors are really benefiting the ministry and helping it to grow, they should they should be compensated. That should be considered in their salary is what I'm trying to say. You get any in any area of work you get paid for the work that you do yes absolutely and i i think we need to look more so at like what these people are doing do i think there are crooked pastors out there absolutely uh jesse duplanis i don't know too much about what's going on the recent reports what was he was they were asking him about his uh private jet i don't he was pointing his finger no, no, I don't know what's going on with Jesse. Um, so I don't want to get too much on about on that. I did used to my uh, we did used to listen to Jesse growing up. He was pretty funny. Um, but I will look into that. I will look into Jesse, uh, Jesse, Jesse. Uh, I'll look into Jesse Deplantis. Uh, but what I will say is, yes, there are crooked pastors out there. Yes, there are people who are stealing money, and I think. I think that's why God has given us a spirit of discernment. And uh, I'm sorry, it wasn't Jesse Duplantis; it was uh, Kenneth Copeland. Sorry. Oh, my sister did post something about Kenneth. Hold on, this is what she posted. Let me see, let me show you. Sorry for y'all at home; you're not going to see this. He got three private planes. Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Copeland has been around for a while. I don't know what that was about, but yeah. Oh yeah, they were talking about how how he he has these three private jets, and they were saying he swindles his his uh, congregation and stuff like that. Kenneth Copeland has been around for a while. I would like to. He's he's written books. He's I would a vet li- in the game. Yes, he's a vet. Like remember when we when we did growing up Christian, I was talking about Kelly Copeland, talking about the films that she did that yes. I used to watch growing up. So I I think there's a little more there. Then, then meets the eye, and I think I think that's the problem that we we immediately like to go for these mega church pastors and say that they're doing this, that, and the third. But at the same time, you gotta realize that when these pastors get this big, they start doing other things. Man, like I think about Joel Osteen. I listen to his podcast every day. Like just just listening to that alone. Like think about his podcast. He's on TV. Like you know and i get people are giving through that as well like that's a that's a source of income because people people begin to give but he writes books he he's doing things like and i think we need to look more so holistically at one what these pastors are doing for the people what the, how are they giving back in any type of way because sometimes we know that right. sometimes we do know and i'm not i don't i don't want that to be a staple too cuz i think about jay-z and beyonce they don't always publicize how they give back Sometimes these pastors aren't always going to publicize how they're giving back to people because that's not why they're giving back. They're not giving back to make it public notice. They're giving back out of a God-given urge to want to give and Right, to want to give to the community. Yeah. So they, it's not always going to be publicized. So I don't want to make that like a standard of I don't see anything that they're giving back or anything. But I just want us to be more mindful and really look at the heart of people, really look at the heart of these pastors and really – ask god and like i feel like if you feel led to give to a ministry really pray before you if you really i'm gonna challenge everyone before you give into any ministry pray about it pray about it of course and say god is this good ground god is this is this seed gonna produce a harvest in this ground if you feel like the answer is no then i'm gonna say don't give don't give 
because you don't want to give into bad ground because bad ground is not going to produce a fruit whether the fruit that you're believing for is healing whatever whatever the case may be but um if you feel him saying that it's good ground and you feel like it's okay to give you you feel that urging that that god is telling you it's okay to give into this ground then give and just believe that what you're doing is right that that you have a god-given urge to give and that your seed is going to produce a harvest because i promise you when you have a closed hand yes nothing gets out of a closed hand but nothing, nothing gets in, come in either and you told me that a long time ago and that's really true so um i don't want to harp on this i really don't want to harp on this um but i just felt like it was it was a very interesting conversation i know people are going to disagree with us because i know like it's it's not it's not an easy concept to grasp i've been in church my whole life so tithing has been something very simple for me to grasp because from a very young age i was taught it and i understand the significance behind it and i i understand all that so i just it's a little easier for me to grasp and i've um i just want people to at least understand the perspective and not just think that everyone is crooked especially our pastors especially our leaders especially like really just look at people's hearts that's all i'm that's that's all i'm trying to say agreed um that was good you too you just gave a little word I told you this one hit home for me. I got very, I, w- I was fed up reading those comments. Like <laughs> I was ready to start adding people, bro. And I had to stop. I had to stop because I was like, this isn't, this isn't healthy. Like it's, I was like, I, I'm, what am I going to do? Am I going to argue with people who don't have any doctrine who are just going to tell me that the people are poor? Like right. it, it, it wasn't worth my time of day. So I just stopped and I was like, I have a platform. I have a platform where I can bring these things to that I can use. I'm going to use my own platform. And that was good. And not not Instagram. So Yeah, I I really just hope people gain something from this comments, whether you from this conversation, whether you're a saint, whether you're an ain't like I just really hope that you maybe can understand a little bit more about tithing and why why we as Christians do it and what what the foundational belief is. Like True. And and also just to to touch on it like if this is a place where you're getting fed or you know, if this is a ministry that you really like, you know, why would you not give to it? You know, you, you give to your favorite artist, you give to your favorite restaurant. Why would you not give to your favorite place, you know, to worship, mm-hmm. you know? And I would I would just say, if you're at a church and you don't tithe, I would like to challenge you for one month, one month to tithe, to give a 10, give 10% of your income. Really, just really just, I really would like for you to put God to the test. And this ain't going into my pocket. So I'm, I'm telling you to apply it to your own church where you go. Right. Pray about it and like, and put God to the test. Say, God, I'm just asking you if there's a specific area that you need him to move in. If there's, if it's money wise that you need him to move in, like whatever the case may be for you, if you're believing for a healing, whatever. I'm really, if you haven't been tithing, I'm encouraging you to put God to the test and say, you know what, God, for this month, I'm going to put you to the test and see, like, and believe you and believe, believe for the healing, whatever, whatever it is you're looking for. And just, just watch that he, he moves because I, I absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, know that he will move on your behalf. Um, Amen. I don't have a word of the week and I don't, I'm, I'm good. So if you want to do your word of the week. Word of the week. I would say the word of the week is 
whether you have it to give or whether you don't have to give, give anyways. Okay. Really simple, very basic. Whether you have something to give, whether start small. If if, yeah. you, if, if, if it's yeah. that big of a stretch for you, start small because right. God will mm-hmm. honor that too. Right. I mean, a sacrifice is a sacrifice. Whether you're able to give a hundred dollars, whatever, or whether. Well, even if it's giving of your time or your energy to someone or something, you know, as far as like being a listening ear or whatever, like whether you have cash to give, whether you have time to give effort, as you give effort, God honors effort and he honors your sacrifice. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I don't have a word of the week. So uh, we'll ride off on pastoral that. remarks um, like subscribe, rate, review, send us an email. The email will be in the description follow us on instagram and twitter at churchish pod um tell a f- excuse me tell a friend about the show uh, um if you like us you know you can find us on twitter and spread the word um if you want to send us some content even like if you want to send us something, something that to talk we, about yeah something to talk about something we should be listening to something we should be checking out like just you can email us uh you can dm the um the DM show our page. personal page or uh, our show yeah, page preferably the show page um yes um any any remarks um we hope you guys enjoy the episode and we hope that this episode brings a little light to your day and um hopefully you guys got something from yeah. it this was a very churchy episode it was it happens every now and then but i think it's it's needed it's necessary it's needed I don't think we'd be churchish if we didn't get churchy on on a few episodes. On a few episodes, yeah. We like to talk. We do like to talk trash, and we do like to, you know, right, you know, talk pop culture. But I think every now and then we do need to really bring it back home. Yeah. Um, God be with. No, I'm not gonna do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna do that. Uh, y'all have a good day. Peace. Peace.